totally worthy to be praised. Amen. None like him whatsoever. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne. And Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your shed blood. And we ask you to forgive our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. We don't want anything to stand between us and you. And we're so thankful that you give us this opportunity to refresh and renew our relationship with you, our fellowship with you. It's just so wonderful, Father, that we are never distant from you. So we thank you and we honor you for that. Open our eyes, open our ears, give us something that's going to take us to a new level in you. And we love you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. We desire nothing more than him. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to mention our offer for this month, for the month of uh, November. Amen. Praise God. We have, like I said, we have Pastor Shirley's book, The Prize. And it's the High Calling and Great Commission. It is a mandate for all believers. Amen. God's going to, you're going to face the Lord one day and he's going to ask you, what did you do about my gospel? Amen. So he wants you to give a good report. So, yeah, you want to let the Lord know you went people to him. You prayed for the sick and let him see. He doesn't get a chance to heal anybody until we pray for him. Somebody's got to pray for him. Amen. So in when the Bible talks about the earth is groaning, travailing for the manifestation of the sons of God, this means go pray for somebody. Go preach the gospel. Go tell them the good news. That's the manifestation. We're receiving our inheritance, which is souls. Amen. So our free book, too, is Seven Weeks to Health and Healing, Volume 1. This one's free. All the postage is paid. Amen. Postage paid. So um, I want to welcome our Detroit family here. Amen. And visitors and I just want to remind all of you that Pastor Shirley has been diligently working um, without the help of elves. Thank you very much. <laughs> that we wish we could sometimes employ little ones. But uh, these are cornucopia that she has uh, made. And so she's got a nice reef around here. I think this is the last of the reefs maybe, huh? Those are really cute. Amen. So everything is either 25 or 35. The, the largest cornucopia is only 35. I say that because this isn't some, Alicia, Alicia, my little armor bearer, help me. I got myself into a stew. All right. And uh, there are more cornucopias. This one's a little uh, harvesty and Christmas, like transition. That'll speak to somebody. Better come good. Come get it. It's talking to you. Amen. But uh, amen. And so the <laughs> thank you, Alicia. These are uh, straight up Christmas ones. And I like the tartan plaid. You know, the buffalo plaid has been very popular. I told somebody uh, when I saw uh, if you if you have a Facebook or Instagram account last winter, uh, last Christmas, everybody that posted some had them same red and black buffalo check pajamas on. And a whole family of them, I said, now, why couldn't I have thought of that? I'm always seeking the Lord for stuff. How come he couldn't have given me that thing? Because they sold so many of them last year. But um, 
Amen. But it's it's a very popular pattern. That's very lively, full of life and everything. And then we have, of course, the tartan in in honor of our our people. Power to the people. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Our peeps. So anyway, so so yeah. So we've got some things. Chuck has them in the bookstore. I call it the jailer's bookstore. It's behind bars. But the doors of the prison doors are open today, so you can freely go in and see everything. So praise God. And grab something. Uh, guys from Detroit, grab something because it might be your last chance before. Well, we have another meeting before Christmas, but grab something. They're good for gifts, too, and, and all of that. And, and God's power always rests on what his people create. I believe that. So it'll it'll speak to him. It'll talk to him. We got prophetical stuff around here, so amen. So anyway, all right. So we'll we'll get into our message. We're having part two. Yesterday we started talking about you're already getting better. You're already getting better, amen. Already you're getting better. Jesus is the author and finish of our faith. We spoke about that yesterday, and uh, we just want to expound upon that idea. That sometimes we want things rapidly and they don't come in full manifestation rapidly, but they're, it's working. See, you're already getting better. It's already working on you uh, the minute you believe you receive it. Amen. From the day that you believe, you're getting better. Amen. In every way, even if your body is not sick or you don't have symptoms in your body, uh, you are getting better just by the uh, uh, power of his word working in you. Amen. And so we we must believe that because the word is always working. He's always working things out for us situation wise. He's working within us, in our health, in our bodies, giving us greater wisdom, greater knowledge, greater devotion to him, uh, greater desire for him to serve him above all others and so god has no problem working uh to win our hearts totally over to him that's what he wants he wants us more than he wants anything amen he wants our hearts more than he wants our cash amen amen because it is true he's he's even told jesus even taught he said if you've got anything against your brother Keep your money in your pocket. Go make it right with him first. I don't want your money. Amen. It's filthy lucre at that point. But if you make things right with your brother, everything you do is acceptable. Amen. Comes first. It always comes first. So that's that's a a a, um, a promise of God. It's a mandate from him. It's a requirement for us. He wants us to have the joy of living in peace and harmony with everybody. Amen. You see that over uh, as a it's kind of like a slogan or a mantra over the the course of human history. Everybody's looking, even at the Miss America pageant. Well, what are your games? I want world peace. They don't even know how to spell it, but I want world peace. You know, everybody wants, you know, what the world needs now. Amen. You can cue Miss Dion Warwick if you. No, you don't. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, we getting a solo. Who was that? No, Alicia. No, don't cue her. Alicia, you know you can sing. Uh huh. We should have you sing next time. I'm gonna say cue Alicia, and then I'm gonna 
I'll find something to poke you with real quick. Before you know it, you're singing. It hit her just like that. Praise God. But yeah, that people people sing about the desire. They know that's what's going to set the world right. But yet when you preach the love of God, they can't see it sometimes. In fact, most people can't see it first time you talk about it. The Pharisees and the Sadducees couldn't see it when Jesus talked about it. They thought they wanted a king and a savior and a messiah who would deliver them from the power of Caesar. Always looking at something in the natural instead of looking at what's going on in my heart. You know, I don't love anybody. I don't love my family. I'm mad at everybody. I can't get successful here or there, that kind of stuff. And so when you understand what the real problem is, you know that Jesus is the answer. You know you need a change. Because no matter what Caesar does, listen, there will be another Caesar after Caesar. You know, there's always another one coming. But no matter who's in power in the natural realm, Jesus is Lord of all. He is still on the throne. If you put him on the throne of your life, he'll be good to you. He will help you. He will do every single thing you need done in your life, regardless of people. There are so many things that we want in the natural that we're still waiting on. But you don't have to wait on God. You can have fellowship with him anytime. You know, forget people. God is right there. It was like the man that was laying on the mat 38 years. Jesus walks by him and he said, I have no man. I'm going, huh? You got me? We don't recognize the blessing sometimes and it's right in front of us. So that's why Jesus has to work on our faith. He has to develop us in the inward man. When the inward man is is awake, alive, alert, and functioning and alert to the things of God, nothing you desire is impossible. Amen? But God has to put first things first. So first, he's straightening us up on the inside. And so we see this gentleman coming to Jesus here. And we talked a little bit about, we just have to recap a little bit uh, so that to catch everybody up to speed in John chapter 4. Starting in verse, let's say like 43 is where the story starts. And so this man is in a city where Jesus performed a miracle. It's called Cana of Galilee. And we think it hasn't been much after that miracle was performed because it seems that people are still kind of caught up in the fact that they saw a miracle. Amen. And those that didn't see it certainly have been hearing about it. Amen. News traveled by word of mouth back in the day. That's how news got around. And so, uh, in, in, especially with people who traveled, uh, it, it would, it would migrate from place to place. And then there were official proclamations, edicts, and things like that that came from the officials, from the kings, from the governors. They would put out emissaries that would go to the town square and read the official notification from the king, and it would be posted in different places. That was your first newspaper. Amen. The other uh, thing is that as people traveled, they would share stories with one another. Uh, the story about the the three men walking on the road to Emmaus, they were coming from Jerusalem going to Emmaus, and Jesus came alongside of them. Of course, they didn't know it when he first came because he was there in another form. 
just like he is now. Jesus is coming to all of us in another form. But we need to be looking for him instead of looking at people and nitpicking them and not liking what they say and not liking what they think and all of that. You got to look beyond that and look for what God wants you to see in people. But but these people, these these three men walked, I think it was two or three men. They walked with Jesus for a considerable way. And and he asked them, he said, why are you so, why are thou cast down, O my soul? Amen. Why are you disquieted within me? And he began to speak with them, wanting to know the reason that they seemed so glum and they were so discouraged. And so, and they said, haven't you heard? See, this was the news. This was better than CNN because you got straight news. And you got it from somebody. It, it might have been a little shaded by the time you heard it for the tenth time, but you you got news from them. Now this was a unique interaction because it kind of broke all the rules of travel. That that uh, saying, "Agree with thine adversary quickly while you are in the way with him." Well, see, when Jesus meets them, they're discouraged because Jesus has died, and they let him know that. And they let him know, you know, we heard that he's raised from the dead, and they still didn't believe. So they have one one side of the story. Then Jesus comes with another side. And he begins to expound to them the scriptures. And then he tells them something that's a violation of the rules of the road. The rules of the road are you agree with your, even if you don't agree with it, you say, yeah, that's right. Okay, I agree with you. You know why you do that? Because your option is to fight them all the way to where you're going. You don't know where the next fork in the road is. Or you decide, okay, I'm a, I don't agree with him, but I'm not going to let him know it because I need a companion. You know why? Because there were thieves and robbers all along the road. And if they caught you by yourself, you were dead meat. So you, but Jesus comes and he breaks all the rules every single time. He is not going to operate by man's rules. And what he called, he said, oh, fools and slow of heart. He, he slapped and giving them a Holy Ghost beat down on the road. And that when they got to the fork in the road, Jesus went, kept moving. Cause the rule is you either agree or you part company. So he decides he's going to part company because they don't agree until they said, wait a minute. Come on, stay with us. Come on, slap me around some more. Amen. See, when the righteous slap you, it's a kindness. They said, come on, sit down and slap us at dinner and all that kind of stuff. So, So they still were slow to believe. But if you constrain Jesus, I don't care how wobbly your faith is, how slow you are to believe the word, how many times you sit there and argue with the word in your mind and God can't do this and he won't do this. Jesus will stick with you anyway and convince you of what the truth is. Amen. Praise the Lord. I mean, what a, a gracious savior. So they sit down and then he breaks bread with them and their eyes get open. And then he disappears, totally vanishes. 
That's all he wants is to reveal himself to you. And he's done his job. He's on his way. Amen. And so Jesus wants to reveal himself to us. He he will work with us for a, throughout your life. He's still working with some people. You know, there are people who keep refusing to, you know, I don't know about all that stuff and all this Christian stuff. And, uh, well, you've seen them Christians. They don't do this. They don't. Well, why don't you get saved and show us how? You understand what I'm saying? We're looking for somebody like you to be perfect before us. Arc, arc, you know. <laughs> See how long that Because we've all been there. We've all been the critics of everybody. Amen. And so, so God teaches us, and he's still working with us. We were his adversaries, and we got to be friends, and then we picked up being adversary again. Now we're friends again. You understand what I'm saying? It's like a bad marriage or a bad, you know. <laughs> Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But he still works with us. You won't find a man or a woman alive that will forgive you as much as Jesus. And continue to live with you and work with you and love you and help you. Amen. 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 So he is He is ours eternally. Amen. And he don't get abused. He never, he's beyond that. He said, I'm so beyond feelings, you have no idea. (laughs) The beating he took, honey, he's beyond feelings, beyond. And he offers that to everybody, amen. Free gift of God, amen, to everybody, amen. So when we minister to people, keep it free, amen. Just keep it it real, keep it holy, and keep it free. And, And you're his friend, amen, amen. So. So anyway, so he was walking. Uh, he this man comes up to him, and uh, he he wants his son healed. And but he lives in a different city. So my Bible says this Capernaum from from Galilee is like sixteen miles, you know. And they're walking. You know, you, sometimes you had a donkey, but donkeys were high maintenance. You had to stop and water them and so it was probably smart to just you know set out on foot get you a good pair of nikes or adidas or whatever you wear huh? or caesar issue amen strap them on your feet and get to moving and so uh, jesus then uh, uh this man comes up to him and he begins to tell him his situation amen uh, it says when he was come to galilee Jesus Uh, the Galileans received him this in verse 45 and then he came to Cana where he had made the water wine in 46 there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum when Jesus when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee he went to him besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death now this man wants Jesus to accompany him to back to his house and and heal his son pray for his son who is sick and the the problem is there's something in his faith that needs to be adjusted that faith is never wrong whenever you ask for something and you're believing god even a little bit that's not wrong because he will correct. See, it's his job to fix our faith. It's not brother so-and-so's who's got a, a, a faith ministry or 
you you understand what I'm saying? Too often we look to, and there's nothing wrong with with God's servants who have fruit in their ministries, their established fruit. But you know, God wants to hear from you. These people are not the author and finisher of your faith. They they can teach you and guide you and get you on the right road. But once you're on their road and it's still not happening, don't keep looking on their stuff where the reason why you didn't get healed or the reason, well, don't go there. Because you're on the road to faith and you need the author and the finisher to step in because he can tell you exactly what you need to do, exactly where your faith is. Teachers are good for laying down principles. But you're not a principle, you're a person. Amen. See, principles serve us. We don't serve them. Amen. And so you're not trying to serve a principle. You're trying to get God to do something for you. And that principle, if it doesn't serve you anymore, then you need to go to the author and the finisher of the principle. See, if the principle is of God, he's the only one who can straighten it out for you in the present. Amen. And he can tell you exactly why you haven't seen it yet, why it's, you know, whatever it is that you're that you're pursuing in God, he, he can put you on the right road and keep you on the right road. And this, this stuff is always, almost, always about being on the right road. It's not about why it's not here yet. It's about being on the right road. Cause if you're on the right road, it'll be here at some point. Amen. And so when, when he says he's at the point of death, you know, drama. You got me? Um, and he probably was. People don't usually tell lies like that about their children. They might about them, themselves. Amen. You know, how many times was Fred Sanford getting ready to go, Elizabeth? Uh, I mean, he did that every episode and didn't go nowhere until it was his time. Amen. So you might get that way about something you want, but you won't put your children out there like that. That's just wrong. As, as, but most but decent parent would not do that. So you don't quite get that desperate. But this son of his was pretty sick, it appears. And Jesus says something interesting to him. Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Oh, I thought I was in faith. I believe. You ever been like that? Defending your little wobbly faith? Your little faith has is, is got dust on it. You haven't taken it out since you was in a hurt for a, a phone bill or something. Now you didn't got cool. You learn how to pay your phone bill on time. So you think you don't need God. So you put your faith away. Huh? Well, you're going to be hurting for the phone bill again if you don't get out that faith out and start using it. That's all he He just wants to see our faith at all times. Amen. It's just like your spiritual ID card. That's what your faith is. Amen. Always have it showing at all times. Don't argue with the officer because he asked you politely to see your driver's license. Amen. So don't argue with Jesus because he wants to see your faith. Don't be trying. I got faith. Prove it. Show it to me. Amen. Most people don't even know how to do that. Huh? Because everybody gets quiet when you say, show it to me. And you think, oh, maybe I did. 
don't know what I would do if he said that. All right. So, hey, just chill. He'll show you in a minute. This isn't a test where you gotta, you're got you going to fail. This is a test you're going to pass. Anything God puts before you, you have the goods to come through it the right way. Victorious. Amen. So he, Jesus just pulls that out of him. He wants to see something first and then believe. Why? Because at Cana of Galilee, that's what Jesus did. But he didn't want to set the pattern for people seeing all the time and then going away and discussing whether or not, you understand, there's something a little wonky about that. Because it won't hold you up in your day of trouble. It doesn't give you anything that you can take into the next battle with you. So so a demonstration of his power is just that. It says, I got the goods. That's what it said about Jesus. And the Bible says that. It says he manifested his glory and his disciples believed on him. They believed he was anointed. And that's as far as it went. So this man believes Jesus is anointed. That's why he wants to drag him home with him. Because he knows he's not believing. So Jesus wants to correct that because he's got a sick child there. Jesus wants to visit their house with faith and not just the goods. Amen. It's like, you know, wanting to have a personal Santa Claus in your pocket all the time. Naughty or nice. Well, you know, you ain't been nice, so you just gonna get it anyway. Just gonna, you know, hijack him and frisk him and fleece him and Empty that sack, and I mean it. You know, that's what that's the, that's the way. I mean, when you come without faith, what else you coming with the hold-up gun? You come to hijack something. That's why you see them people's, let's bombard heaven. Listen, heaven is not against you if you're saved. You ain't going to have to beat God's door down to get in there. What you think you're going to do when you get in there with that attitude? Bible says lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Don't be coming at me like that. Come proper. And so that's what Jesus wants everybody to do is to come proper. And he teaches us that. So don't feel bad if you don't have the right stuff the first time you show up asking. I mean, please never, never let anybody condemn you because, well, you didn't ask in faith and you didn't say this and you didn't say and You got to say it this way. And you got to stop it. That ain't our job. You ain't the author and finisher of nothing. Of course, you may finish their relationship with God. You keep talking like that with your religious crazy self. So let's put all them things away against each other. You weren't called to correct the body of Christ. Amen. You see people on Facebook all the time poisoning. The body of Christ don't do this enough and don't do Well, who put you in charge? And what you going to do about it? If you don't have an answer for it, God did not send you here. Get off the page. Huh? Delete yourself. People. God don't say that. You know what God tells me all the time? He says, you're right on schedule. You're right on time. Amen. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't quit. This is what faith is for, to keep us from quitting, folks. And this is probably why Jesus wanted to help this man's faith. 
when you get correction, it's help. Amen. It's never, it's not trouble. It's not anything like that. When you get correction, it is always help. And it will always help you. Amen. And so when we, we understand this about faith and about the work of faith and about the work of God, then we'll be more able to receive, to believe when we, we receive when we pray and carry it unto the manifestation point. Amen. And so what we're doing here is working with spiritual things first. And this is what Jesus is doing. He's doing the flip-flop on here. It's not about believing to see something and then that bolsters your faith and that's wonderful. But it's sometimes you got to get off the, you know, you, you, you know, parents that have had, you know, have your, had children that when they were real small, you knew when it was time to give them what they were smelling instead of that stuff in that box you kept putting water in and giving to them. You know that little pablum stuff you feed them, you just so happy they eat it all and then they start they start giving you the high sign, you know, when they first start eating. Of course if they push it back out of their mouth, they gotta get used to it. When they start and they go so fast and then you gotta put some uh applesauce in it to stretch it and you still didn't get the hint. Next is when they do that and it shoots across the room. Give them some of them bacon and eggs you be sitting up there cooking because they know they know what's up. Can't hide it from them no longer. Amen. And babies smell it just like you do. They want it just like you do. So that's the point this man is at. He's at the spit out the pablum stage in his faith walk. So it's time to give him some strong meat, something something that's going to sustain him the journey. He got to walk all the way home. He can't go on, Jesus, come with me. What's Jesus going to do for 16 miles? Huh? I got 25 miles from home now. Huh? You going to go on that thing? Get a hump in your back and keep a walking? Amen? And talk about how far you got to go yet? And don't sit up there and look at me like you don't recognize that song. Everybody, they got scared. You see the the ones who really knew it all. They got hold on to my chair, get the get the poker face out, huh? <laughs> right, cut it out. And so you don't go to sleep, and you won't go to sleep. And I don't have to go and preach at the Y for the rest of the sermon. I want to finish this here. Amen. So anyway, but uh yeah, it's it's like well, what you going to do for 16 miles? Huh? You got a hump in your back when you first started. Now you you but you only took you 3 miles. So how far you got to go now? And Jesus is like, "Man, if I start out with him, I'm going to have to carry him at least 10 miles." Because that little faith he putting out here, he's going to faint on it in a minute. I'm going to have to carry him the rest of the way. And he knows it. And that man knows it. He knows that whatever he, he just barely got there. He like, please come and hit me. Please come and hit me. Please come and hit me. And, and, and then when Jesus tells him in verse 48, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. 
In other words, if I can't produce something, your faith is of the quality that if I don't produce something for you, you're going to quit on it. You're not, you're not going to believe me. I only get one shot, and this shot is to produce something that you can see. Well, if your son is 16 miles away and Jesus is here, he can't produce anything that you can see. It's, we're going to have to go invisible to get you there. And that's the only answer. Amen. That's why people oftentimes quit on, you know, when you don't see them in church no more, they ain't in nobody else's church. Do you understand that? You know, unless they left with your blessing. Now, they'll tell you, well, pastor, I just feel like God is telling me to go here and here and here and here. Yep, fine, go. You know, even then a lot of people don't follow through. Amen. Is going wilt somewhere. Why? Because they're done with this whole thing. They don't believe in it. They don't think it works. It didn't get my bills paid like I wanted it to. Well, you got to pay them bills. God provides, but you you got to shell the money out for that. What did you were you faithful with it? If you were faithful, he will be. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so a lot of times people aren't facing the truth. And and Jesus brings truth wherever he goes. Amen. But he also brings the grace for you to let that truth work for you. He doesn't cut you off just because you don't believe it right away or you understand what I'm saying? Slow to believe, and he still works with us. Hey, that's amazing. Glory to God. So amazing. So amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus lays out with this man what his difficulty is. You know, this is why. Amen. This is why. You, you've got to see something first. And the man, that doesn't even register with him. Amen. He just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again. He thinks that by pleading and begging and who's been there? I used to live on that street. Plead. It's called pleading begged street. Yeah. If you beg real hard this time, you might get through. Amen. And you won't. If you don't bring any more faith with you, then you brought the last time. And the nobleman repeats it again. Sir, come down. If you don't, you know, now you put it on Jesus. Ere my child die, amen. If you don't come, he going to die. And it's going to be your fault. See? Yeah, he puts it all on Jesus. Now, don't we do that? Put it all on him to believe. Put it all on him to do everything. Put it all on. No, you're going to contribute some faith. Amen. If he did it with Abraham, he's got to do it with us. Faith is always the requirement. We must believe because we have the ability to believe. Now, Jesus isn't requiring this man do something he's not capable of doing. If he put his faith in Jesus coming down to do it, he can put his faith in something else that Jesus tells him to do. Amen. Faith is faith. You just transfer it from one one concept or one, one scripture or one idea to the other one. And he says, Jesus tells him anyway, he told him at first, the faith you're showing me isn't adequate because you want to see something and that's not how this works. The nobleman tries it one more time. You ever been there? 
you keep confessing, 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 nothing happens, and you get up the next day, well, maybe I didn't confess long enough. You know, you did at least 20 reps. <laughs> them little weak ones you do, them little teeny push-ups. Maybe if we lift our hands all the way up to heaven, we reach him and get something this time. We come down with something. Amen. We doing them little teeny reps. Amen. And so he says, you're withholding your faith until you see something. That's really what this is saying. Until you see something, you're not going to put any, you're not, you're withholding your faith. So if you're withholding it to you, you, you see something, why don't you loose it before you see something? You have control over your faith. You can either release it now before you see something, or you can hold on to it until you see something. Amen? So Jesus is trying to get him into the faith, New Testament faith. Amen? To believe before you see. He told uh, Thomas that. He said, blessed are those who believe, yet who have not seen. That's where the blessing is. Thomas was blessed a little bit because he saw something. Then he finally believed Jesus was alive. Well, he's shown you everything he could show you in the natural for you to believe. But he wants to reserve some of that so that you can walk by faith and then get into the things of God far before they manifest. You know, deep down, People who prayed against abortion for all these years, we knew Roe v. Wade would be overturned. You never quit believing that or you wouldn't have continued to pray. Amen? You just didn't know when and sometimes your mind would say, well, man, God, is this working? What do we need? What can we change this? I don't know. Just keep believing because there's a day, time, and an hour when it's going to come. Amen? The key was when they tried to stop Clarence Thomas. You know when the key came to open that door? When he was in, in getting approved for the Supreme Court, what was that? It was back in the seventies. It, it was or eighties. I remember the the hearings. Amen. So the key put, was put in the lock way back then. It just was turned now. You see. So if you believe you receive when you pray, it doesn't matter when the key gets turned. If it don't matter to God, it shouldn't matter to us. Amen. So everything in God is right on time and right on schedule. Amen. So Jesus locates the issue. He locates what's holding up this little boy's healing. He locates what's holding up this man's faith and that he wants to see something because he's in the the town of 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 miracle signs and wonders. You know, you ever been, oh, you know, you ever been to so-and-so's meeting? They got miracles there. They got said, yes, all the buzz. But you don't get an inch of faith. Well, yeah, they have signs and wonders. You know, you can have them too. Do you have any in your, oh, no, not yet. But, you know, he got everything over there, you know. So some people just shut off faith for themselves getting involved in this stuff as long as somebody else can do it. That's what this guy's doing. No, Jesus, I know you can do this. You're going to do it for me. If you don't do it for me, my boy's going to die, and it's going to be your fault. And Jesus says, go home. Your son's alive. Now, to us, that seems like quite a leap from, you understand what I'm saying? I got to see something 
to I'm going to walk 16 miles before I can see it. Hmm. Maybe there's something to this faith stuff after all. See, that's the realization we all have to come to. Is that there is something to this faith stuff. It is superior to wanting to see everything all the time. You can't tell me it's not. Because it does too much for people who live by faith. Amen? It'll, it'll get your, your, your children saved. It'll, it'll clean up the schools they go to. It'll clean up governments. It'll, it'll, and, and it'll put bread, and, and at this point nobody should be doubting that it puts bread on your table and a roof over your head. Come on now. Cause we've tested it many times. You know, you jack up the, the mortgage money and go do something else with it, and the next thing you know, on payday. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, did you bail me out one more time? I promise I go not do this no more. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Until the next something that comes up, and you right back out there again. Until you, you, one day you get grown. Huh? You, you realize that he's feeding you strong meat when he commands that you be responsible for your bills. And you figure, God, you're responsible. And I'm your child. I'm supposed to be like you. Maybe that's what's needed here. You want me to be responsible and pay my bills in full on time. Amen. And so Jesus tells him in verse 50, go home. Your son's alive and he will continue to live. Amen. So so that. That word liveth means he will continue to live. And the man believed the word. Interesting. Huh. Ooh. I do have the ability to believe before I see. Oh. Oh. Well, that's just because Jesus said it to me. You got a Bible. That's him. He is the word of God. Whether you read it, whether he's in front of you. And and don't get me wrong, it's nice having visitations from God, but we can't all have that. And we're not going to all have it in order to believe. You can believe what you read. Because everybody stays on their favorite news channel all day long, putting your faith in that nonsense. Amen? So you can believe the word of God. It's a choice. What you believe is a choice. You always have the choice what you believe. And the, it says the man believed the word. That Jesus has spoken to him and went his way. And as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, your son's living. Then the man asked them this. This is interesting. The, the reason he, he asked this. See, when, when you, when God challenges you in something, he challenges you to believe. And you step out in faith. Everybody wants the report card. Huh? You want a report card on what your faith did. You do. We all do. We all want to hear that we please God. We all want to know that our faith did do something. We all want to be able to rely on our faith. 
So the man asked the servants, once he finds out the boy's alive, check this out. The boy's alive. And he's like, well, well, tell me this then. See, when he was in front of Jesus and had little faith, the boy's living was the biggie. It was everything. 16 miles walking by faith, the boy's taken care of. What's big now? When did it happen? What's big now is the condition of your faith. I'm going to say it again. It's not what your faith did. It's not the biggie. It's not the biggie you thought it was when you were on the other side of believing. But now that you're on the side of believing, you're in faith. The biggie is, what did my faith do? When did it happen? Tell me all about that part of it. I thought it was so important for your boy. I knew he was going to live when I believed. I received that when I prayed. When I talked to Jesus and he told me and says I believed, I received him alive already. I've been walking believing he's been alive for 16 miles. Amen? What I want to know is when did I really believe? Mm Mm-hmm. See, the condition of your faith is always the most important transaction whenever you believe God for something. What do you come away with? Yes, his son's alive. And yes, that's a miracle. But more than that, he's got faith that moved a mountain out of his life. See, that's the trophy. That's the prize. That's what Jesus gave his life for. He can give his life for things necessarily. Yeah, you get things, but when you look at what's most important, and that's a condition of your faith, you know that faith can bring a lot of different things into your life. It can change the 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 atmosphere in your home, in your city, in your children's school. Amen. Christians, when you got kids in school. Them people, the administration should know you. They should be waiting for you to come. They should be hanging on your every, they should have at least some some kind of fear of you and what you think and what you believe. Amen? Because you represent God. They shouldn't just put you over in the corner and tell you we're going to have transvestite story hour and we're going to drag your kids in there to watch it. They ought to be scared to try to do that in your school where your kids go. And if they're not, stay on your knees because they will be. Because you're going to walk in that kind of faith that lets every demon be on notice that you're here. They'll say, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, and I know you too, and I'm moving. Amen. I'm not staying. I thought I wanted to read some stories, but I just, you know, my throat is a little dry today. I just ain't ready for it. I'll leave out of here in the horse you rode in on, too. Amen. So is when his servants met him, they told him they got all this wonderful news. They couldn't wait to get to him and tell him. Your son's alive, and they're expecting him to jump up and down and rejoice. He says, wait a minute. Yeah, but when did it happen? When did it happen? See, when it happened points more to the condition of his faith than it is to the miracle. See, and Jesus then has accomplished his goal. 
Because what did he tell you? Tell him in verse 48. Anybody got a Bible they can read? Do tell. Everybody mumbling over there. I can't hear a mumbling word in this place. There you go. And he was one of them people too. So Jesus accomplished his goal by taking him out of the scene and putting him over into the unseen. Because he believed his word. He believed when he told him. And it was happening when he told him. And they, he asked them, he said, when they came down, instead of him jumping up and down and saying, oh, I'm so happy he's alive, I'm so happy. He asked them this, he said, when did it happen? Why? Because you want to know if what Jesus told you is the truth. Amen. And you want to know you obeyed the master. Because if this continues, you can believe a whole bunch of stuff before you see it. So this puts this man on a totally different road in his life. He's on the road of believing without seeing. He's on the road of taking God at his word. He's on the road of seeing, performing miracle signs and wonders instead of just waiting to see him to get excited about life. Amen? And so when he inquired of them the hour, he wants to know the exact time this boy got better. Amen. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew. That word knew is worth everything. That knowing is worth it all. Amen. See, the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives, and he himself believed in his whole house. This is the difference. Would you rather have your child healed of a fever than to have the whole house saved? Which one's, which one's the trophy for you? See, we can go after that thing that we're upset about and get that, and that's all we ever get. Or we can go for the working of faith in our hearts and we can get the whole house saved. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when that faith is working in you, when you don't need to see something before you can believe, when you don't have to sit up and listen over and over again to people's testimonies and try to convince yourself and you can get in that word and you can pick up. The faith of God and you can can let that that faith start to work in you. You've got the bigger prize. Amen. You've got something that's going to change. So not only would this miracle change the 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 lives of these people, but would also change the people that he shared his testimony with, because now he begins to tell people, my son didn't didn't Jesus didn't have to come down here. To pray for my son. I took God at his word. And they said, is that all you did? You just believe what he said and you got a miracle? Bingo. See, Jesus' job is done. And, and don't get mad at him because he wants to elevate your faith to the level where it's going to change a whole neighborhood. Or it's going to change your household. Or it's going to get everybody in church and get them saved in, you know, in one sweep. 
That's what we all look for. We all want that. It's the way to get it, to believe you have it already, huh, before you see it. Well, Jesus made that man walk all that way. He knew it was good for him. It's good for you, too. <laughs> you know, the old pity devils always want to come in and the party and spoil it. Want to tell you what, what Jesus did that was mean. Huh? He could have. Now, he could have. Now, he could have. Yeah, he could have. And the devil could have had a drink of ice water if he wasn't in hell. You understand what I'm saying? So you don't want stuff that's not, not gonna edify you and build you up. What's so, what's so wrong with you? You can't walk a few miles to get, to prove your faith. I believe every step he took, he got more convinced, more convinced, cause faith does that. So he started getting better himself as he journeyed to say nothing of, of the sun. So the minute he believed the sun got better, and he did too, he better already. Well, he even got to the her house. The servants rejoiced when they saw him. He rejoiced on the road. Huh? There's sometimes I, t- I had a friend. I have a friend that has a, a broadcast, and I if if I'm uh, if I can text her when I'm when I'm listening to it. Sometimes I'm driving on, on you know out running doing something i'm not going to indict myself okay whatever i'm doing whatever i'm doing it's all innocent right poppy i'm just you know i'm just doing i'm just a little handmaiden of the lord wherever i am but sometimes i'll I'll pull over and i told her i said i said oh this is a side of the road praise break here girl And that's what he had. He probably had it every mile or two. Amen. Because faith will do that to you. His faith convinced him that he had it already. Amen. That's what faith is supposed to do for us. We should never live in that place of being discouraged, lacking, wanting, wondering, not knowing. That's not how justified people live. We live by faith every day. We have faith for joy every day. We have faith for a good outcome every day, every minute of every day. Amen. You take our spiritual temperature and it's normal where heaven's concerned. Amen. May not be normal where earth people are concerned, but it's normal where heaven's concerned. Amen. So it says this second miracle. He had miracle number one. Every miracle he does elevates things you see the first miracle he did was that they would let's turn over there john chapter 2 we're just going to turn to the last part of it when he starts out they have no wine his mother comes and comes and tells him that He's refusing to get involved. Amen. He's what it's called a normal son. He's like your boy. Or boys. Amen. This is, oh, ma. Make Herman do it. He didn't do nothing the last time. I do stuff all the time. Amen. (laughs) And so later on. His father, his heavenly father, gets a hold of him. Amen. 
because he changes what he told his mother. Huh? This is more than the dad. You know how it is. The dad is always back up. Are you glad he there? Because you're about to jump the kid and get hysterical, have a have a have a mom fit on him. Amen. So you know dad will restrain you and him too. So dad just comes in and gives them that look and they move. Then mom's always jealous because she wish she could do that. Well, you, you don't know how to work them tools. So leave them, let dad have them. Let him, let him work his program. You work yours. Amen. But all women get a little jealous when, well, the Bible says the king scatters evil with his eyes. All he got to do is look at them. They go, okay, I'm sorry. I just said, that's what Jesus did. He came to his senses. He heard from his heavenly father. Amen. So he in the in his mother sets it up for him. She got faith for the miracle already. You know, mothers, if your kids belong to God, you should know what they're doing before they do it. You know when it's time for them to to pray for themselves and start preaching and and push them on out there to pray for their friends. You know, they want to do it. You know how? Because they call you every time the friend is in trouble. Amen. And ask you to pray. Well, now it's time to turn over the responsibility to them. At least say, come on, pray with me. We're going to pray. And then next time you're going to pray for them. Yeah, you need to let the cat out of the bag. Because you keep trying to act like you in the world and be cool and all that. But you know you believe in God. So just let the cat out of the bag. Oh, imposter. Oh, faker. You ain't no good for the devil. You ain't no good for God. Make up your mind, son. Hey, hey, come on in here. Let get them good and scared of you. He said, oh, Ma said, ha, ha, on the phone. I just, I just hear her say that when she be praying. She said that to me. Uh-oh, I better get busy. What you say I need to do now? Then they start taking notes. Hey. You're on the right road. Amen. So so his mother sets it up for him. So her faith is really what's driving this. Get everything in motion. She has a vision already. She knows how it's going to end. Amen. She ain't playing it by ear. She's not hoping something's happening. She never would have come up to him. Imagine her coming up to him and ordaining him for his ministry. Don't tell the Baptists. Oh, we got a woman ordaining somebody. Uh, that's exactly what she did. Uh, he did his first miracle under her command. Thank you. Amen. See, showed us some of you, some of your little crazy friends who say women can't preach and and you say well well you know you're a minister how did you get oh my mother dedicated me to the lord when i was she ordained you funny thing this faith He's protesting. My hour's not time for me to do nothing. Go get my brother to do that. 
<laughs> so she sets it up. Verse 5 tells you everything. When she got the servants involved, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Amen. So until this point, he hasn't been in charge of anything there, or he would have had that power on his own. Now, in in he's not supposed to operate under his own power. He's supposed to operate under the power of God. In order to get under that, he's got to be obedient to his mother. You got me? And so he, he, he then he tells them to fill the water pots up with water. They filled it up. They give, gave it to the man who was, they call him the governor of the feast. He's the, like the, not the MC. That's just kind of lowering it a little bit, but he's somebody who is responsible to see to it. He's, it's, it's really a, a spiritual calling. It's not like the MC or the venue person or the person in charge of hospitality, so to speak. He's somebody who has walked with this family for a season and they've turned over the officiating to him. Only they don't do a whole lot, but they have to, everything that's done there has to pass through their, their inspection. So he's honored with receiving the first glass. He's honored with receiving the first plate. He's honored with receiving, you know, a seat of honor at the, at the wedding feast. And so there he is and they gave it to him first for official. Okay. What did, what do you think? And he told them that they saved the best wine for last. So the servants didn't care if it was best or not so good. They was glad it wasn't water no more. You understand what I'm saying? Or they could have been in trouble. And so when he did that, he tasted the water that was made wine, didn't know, but the servants knew. And the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, he commended the bridegroom. In other words, man, you laid it out. Because everybody puts out the cheap stuff first, and they all know that. Amen? And that's what this guy had done. He had put out the cheap stuff. Then the governor said something happened and that the best was saved for last. In other words, when people are well drunk, you put the cheap out because the lushes and the alcoholics and the drunks are going to drink you dry. And they don't care what they drink. Amen? Well, it's true. All the ex-alcoholics say, Amen. Poppy, am I speaking Greek? This is English today, is it not? English 101. I thought so. Hey, they looking at me funny. Alcoholic, gee, I I don't know. Just a thought. But saving the best for last. What what that's saying is this. You value the drunk, the alcoholic, the AA member as much as you value everybody else. Because you keep good stuff flowing, no matter who's taking it. God don't have no bad no bad houses to give his children no bad cars to give them no bad anything he does not send us inferior anything that's why you're to stretch your faith and believe him for the best all the time because that's all he's got he's only got best you got me he's only got best 
the thing, the wedding feast started with man's preparation, then it ends with God's preparation. That's where you want. You want to end up in God's preparation. And it says here, this verse 11, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. So everybody who's a disciple of Jesus Christ believed that he had the goods. How else would they follow him? And why would they follow him if he didn't have the goods from God? Amen? Why would you follow somebody who doesn't have the goods? Not trying to indict anybody. But some of the most popular ministers that sell the most tapes and books don't have signs and wonders in their ministry. And people flock to it. Could it be that most people are on this level wanting to see something or feel something? Amen? Or be excited about something? Now, a lot of them will keep you excited now. Keep you jumping off the edge of your chair, sweating, doing the holy dance. Got to hold up the service. You know, if, if it, they could eliminate all the holy dance pauses, that sermon is only like 15 minutes long. Y'all know it. That means you really got to them. They can't believe God to get rid of a headache. Got me? You never have an altar call to prove that you don't have the goods. Just saying. Not indicting nobody. Not making fun of anybody. But it's here for everybody to have, folks. There's no excuse for not having this. If I can have it, any minister can have it. God's no respecter of persons. Amen. So Jesus will challenge us to believe without seeing. Amen. The, the, the sign and the wonder aspect of his ministry was to prove to people who could only see and hear. You now, when people are just being introduced to him, they're all eyes, ears, and everything. They don't have the development of the word in their spirit on the inside of them to contribute much more than that. But once he's got your attention with the carnal, then when you follow him and become a disciple, then he transfers you over to believe more what's in your spirit and what's in his word than you do what you see. You're going to have to in order to have success in life because you're going to see, feel and hear a lot of things that are coming from the dark side. And you as a believer got to have something on the inside of you to fight that. And bring you out of that and overcome what you do see. So if you're going to really be a believer in Jesus Christ, you're going to have to transfer your faith from the seen to the unseen realm. Amen. So when they when he finally gets to these men, get to him and he he tells them that that his son began to amend at that hour. He began to get better. Amen. You need to know that the minute you believe, you're getting better already. Amen? Faith must make you better. It can never make you worse. It always makes you better. 
Jesus said, go home, your son lives, and will continue to live and not die. What he told that man was, I'm not going with you because you don't need me. You need to rely on your faith. Amen. Jesus, that faith going with him is the same thing as Jesus going with him. Only he doesn't know it. And so the man went there, went left believing and expecting his faith to do the job. There was something about what Jesus told him and the fact that he believed that let him know that that really was all that he needed. Amen. Once once you get a word from God as to what, say, for instance, you you think you've been believing or you have been believing or you're wavering or whatever it is, your mind's telling you it won't happen. You're in a battle to hold on to what you believe. You're at some point, I don't care what it is you're believing for, how crucial it is. What becomes the most important to you is that you held on. You understand what I'm saying? That that understanding of what's the most important thing. Other than that, Jesus would just give us stuff. If faith weren't more important than stuff, he'd give us stuff and leave us alone. But he keeps at this faith thing in us for a reason. Amen. And it's because the faith is the most important aspect of this whole transaction. He wants us to never stop believing. Amen. We're to put our trust in the word. When we say we're tired of waiting, praying, pain, discomfort, loneliness, being single, being broke, being married, being whatever, whatever you being, you get sick of it. <laughs> well, anyway, we got a few honest people here. But you, you get tired of the same old. You know, you, you just can't get everything magically. And if you got everything magically, you probably refuse half of it. You know, single people want to be married. You walk past many single people every day and don't even think about. So that's not really what you're sick of. You're sick of not feeling whole. And what's going to do that? Strengthening your faith is going to do that. How's your faith get strengthened? You have to walk some time without some stuff in the natural. You've got to quit looking for it every day. You've got to quit looking for it in the natural. You just got to believe that you have it already. See, well, when you quit looking and believe you have it already, then he'll manifest it. He can't help but manifest it. But as long as we're looking and, you know, suffering lack and we tired of this and we're tired of that, as long as you're tired, you haven't walked far enough yet. Mm-hmm. See, when you walk with God, you forget you're walking. What did Enoch do? And then he was not. Do you know what that means? Yeah, he went to heaven, but what does it mean for you? You walk with God and then you are not. You don't go to heaven, you stay here. But you're not in the same condition you were when you started walking. You're not tired like you thought you were. 
Why? Because he carries you. He takes you on. When you have faith in him, he won't let you sit. You will run and not be what? You will walk and not, that means be tired. Oh, yeah, God. Hey, wait a minute. I've just made up my mind. I ain't tired no more. I'm with you and you don't let me get tired. Come on now. Y'all got to get with me on this here. <laughs> you got to know faith pleases God. What does that mean every day? It means you believe the word every day. You walking with him every day. We going somewhere, Jesus. I know we going to get there. And I'm glad to be walking with you. Man, I wouldn't want to do this without you. <laughs> you you got me? Instead of whining all the time, where is it coming? Hey, I know I got faith. I know I believe. I, well, sister so-and-so got hers and she don't believe half the way I believe. Oh, now you're going over and picking over in the neighbor's yard. Taking inventory on their goods. You don't know what sister so-and-so got. You don't know what you had. she had to do to get it. Now, you won't go that far. Huh? He's trying to get us off the sight road and get us on the faith road where we don't see anything. But we have a knowing on the inside. As long as the master is with you, he can reassure you you're on the right road. He can reassure you of anything. So we have to have the faith that pleases God. Amen. Satan is there to tempt us to let go of what we have in our spirit. Let go of believing. How do you let go of what you have in your spirit? You let doubt convince you it's not going to. See, you've got to believe. Turn to Mark eleven twenty three. We'll probably finish there. Mark 11. And you got to keep walking in love. You can't be a mean person. You can't be mad at nobody. You got like a minute to be mad and then you better recover yourself. Amen. (laughs) You better forgive them. (laughs) Jesus don't walk with mad people. Amen. (laughs) He don't walk with unforgiving people. So if you want him to help you, you got to keep him close. Huh? Verse 20. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Why? At Jesus' word. Why? Because he had his faith in God the Father. Jesus answering, and they 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 marveled that it dried up so fast. Jesus answering said to them, I wasn't using my faith. I was using the faith of my father, the God kind of faith to do that. For truly I say to you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. And see, we get a lot of that right. You think about when you think about it. Yeah, I do believe, you know, you can check your own innards and and see what you got peace about it. You believe you received it when you prayed. You haven't changed in that aspect. But here's where we fall down sometimes, I think, because I I think I do this myself. And God has to remind me. He says, don't doubt in your heart, but there's a connector there, a qualifier. But believe that those things 
that he says shall come to pass. You got to believe your words are going to happen. Not that your words are going to make it happen. Your words don't make nothing. Jesus already said, have faith in God, not in you. You got to believe that they'll come to pass. Who's going to bring them to pass? God's going to bring them to pass. If you put your faith in God, who are you putting in charge of it? Well, why are you asking when it's going to happen? Did I get them, Poppy? Cha-ching! Yes! We danced around the middle of the ring, set them up in the corner, and boom! I asked myself the same thing. Then you got to back up to the day you prayed and figure out you did believe you received it when you prayed. So what makes you go off and, and not believe it anymore? You've been on the wrong road. You've been on the natural road. You're where the, the nobleman was when he first came up to Jesus, wanting to see something before you believe. But I believe God. Yeah, but you trying to peeky peeky poo. You naughty thing, you. Huh? <laughs> we, we always dig out that scripture. I found that was so many decades ago. Give us a token for good. You got one. Your faith is your token. Huh? God is not going to flip us over to the natural when you start this road in the spiritual. He's not going to do it. You're going to have to tough it out. I don't care how tough you think it is. You have to tough it believing that it will come to pass. See, what happens when we start asking when, how long, I'm tired, we don't believe it's going to happen anymore. See, we drop believing. Believing it's going to happen means you expect it. See, this is a word we don't use a lot with with faith talk because we lead people on the road to winting. Well, you can went forever without expecting. I've done it, and I do. I catch myself doing it sometimes now. I said, oh, man. It's just, it's it's one of the... It's one of the drawbacks and in, in, in problems with living in a natural realm. Your attention gets on the natural real easy. Huh? That's why I don't go in jewelry stores unescorted. <laughs> Am I right, Poppy? Am I confessing right? I'm just, I'm just being a good girl. For, I'm being a good girl for Jesus. You know, I'm just, just preaching, telling the truth on myself. Huh? It's true. Your eyes, your eyeballs get to flashing on stuff. I beat them, broke out one of them credit cards, and then, boo, we in trouble then. If I go and escort it, I don't have to worry about paying for it. <laughs> ah, you liked it, didn't you? <laughs> yes! See, broke men get nervous in front of the jewelry store. In fact, they ain't going to park in front of one. You never get one of them brothers up in there. But if you get you an escort, woo, then the manifestation is on the way. 
the manifestation is on the way amen all right why don't we stop okay (laughs) having too much fun barb father thank you for your word thank you lord for your people thank you lord for your joy thank you lord that this is a joyful road that we are on the road of faith it's not a chore it's not a trouble father it is a blessing to have your faith because this is not our faith anymore it's the faith of the son of god and we thank you lord that we have your faith not just to borrow for a season but it works in us permanently it's our possession and we thank you for it lord in jesus name help us to stay on that road of faith where there's blessing there's encouragement there's expectation there's hope there's power on that road of faith and we thank you lord for blessing us with your faith in jesus name amen and amen and amen again and praise god praise god if you need prayer come on up and i'll pray for you
people on the internet. Praise God. Father Jesus' name, I release your power to your people. Put your hand on whatever device you're stretching toward it to receive. Always be in an attitude of receiving when you're uh, in the midst of God. And so, Father, we thank you. Release your power to these people. Receive it. In Jesus' name, be blessed, be healed, be filled, be prosperous, be wise, be fruitful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. We're, we need to do our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. Thank you, Jesus. By your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Amen.